Hi, this is Hope. This is Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Radio. Matt, I went on a bit of an adventure last night. Oh yeah, let's let's hear about it, please. <laughs> well, my next my next ultramarathon is the Steep Canyon 50K in Brevard, North Carolina. That and it starts and ends at the Oscar Blues Ranch that they have out there by the brewery. Right. I can't imagine you'll have a beer after the race is over. I you know I can't imagine that I would, but maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm friends with the race director, and and he wanted to part of the race will be run in the dark, so he wanted to scout the course and run that part in the dark. So we went out last night and started running around 10 o'clock and did about 15 miles of the course and uh, had a really good time out in, in DuPont National Forest last night. Wow, was this your first night run or have you done night runs before? Well, you know, I've run through the night a few times. Um, That's true. And, but and just not a... Yeah, no, not, not too many uh, scheduled night runs. Right. It's fun. I like running in the night. It's a little bit. It's a little bit scary. Weird. You, I'm always worried I'm going to step on things and hurt my feet, and get uh-huh. roll ankles and things. But uh, it's good. So no, no uh, wild animals or anything like that. No, it was pretty tame. The uh, we did. We were when we pulled up to the ranch. We were greeted by Dale's mom from Dale's Pale Ale. His mom was there. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was kind of neat. That is cool. Did you tell her thank you for having Dale? <laughs> I didn't want to sound like too much of a fanboy, but, <laughs> but secretly I was like, wow, this is so cool. <laughs> that that is pretty cool. Yeah. Neat. Well, when you were doing that, I was watching um, Vacation, the, the new <laughs> Vacation movie. Uh-huh. The, not the old one, but the, but the new one in the theater. Oh. And uh, it, was, it was some highbrow humor for an hour and 40 minutes, and I enjoyed it. Yeah? Was it good? It was good. I am a super fan of that whole series of movies. Oh, nice. Uh, just a little known fact about me. <laughs> so my friend and I went and, and saw it. Ah, well, that's fun. That sounds like fun. It is fun. All right. Well, let's get to uh, today's topic so that nobody complains that we took 10 minutes to get to the topic because that has happened. Um, <laughs> our, our topic today is things we wish we knew before we went vegan. And uh, this was inspired by a blog post that I wrote that was very popular um, of similar similar name. Um, I think one thing to, to point out before we do it is I think it was a popular post partly because people saw the headline. I'm like, oh, I'm going to find out why Matt what, what Matt regrets about being vegan. And that's not what it is. It's just it's really just things that had, had I known this, it may have made the transition smoother or easier, just had been slightly better prepared had I known these things. Um, so I hope not to disappoint anybody, but none of this is, is <laughs> things I wish I knew before I made this decision that is now irreversible. That's not what it is. So, um, and I know you've got some yourself too, Doug. You're a more recent vegan than I am. I guess, how long have you, what's it been, two years for you now or a year? Uh, about a year and a half, yep. So we, okay. we uh, went vegan full-time when we moved here to, to North Carolina. So we've been here about a year and a half, aside from the three-week break in Italy. <laughs> Nice. Okay. So I've I've been little I think over now four years. And when I wrote this post wow. it had only been two. So it's uh I have twice as much experience now to draw on. Um so it should be should be good. Cool. Let's do it. All right, so uh my first one. They and, and this is still true to this day, it just happened this ex- a couple weeks ago at, at uh when I went to the beach with my family, and it is that the jokes will never stop. <laughs> because they really don't. I mean people just they just love the uh 
they love the you know the food joke that where they offer you a steak or they offer mm-hmm. you something else and then they then they remember that you're vegan and then it's a it's a good time had by all so <laughs> they uh, you know you have to just learn to, to get used to them I, I kind of thought i guess that once people got used to this it would just you know they would go away people would kind of understand but i don't know we talked about this before on an episode with you at a bachelor party mm-hmm. where uh it's probably a discomfort thing you know people it's just that's the way of of bridging this gap between the way you're eating for people it's just make a joke about it and and then you know i guess i guess that makes it then less awkward right yeah what, what's surprising to me on this is that people who you're around frequently i still get jokes from them you know it's not like just people you're meeting for the first time or friends you haven't seen in a long time <laughs> but it's like you know people you see regularly continue to make those jokes regularly Right. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. The most recent one for me at the beach was uh, someone said something like, "Oh, I know. It was a it was a big crowd of people. They were eating crabs, which is sort of a Maryland tradition. That uh, I I, don't, I wouldn't say I miss it now. It's kind of it, it it's a little seems a little gross now, but I used to really enjoy that. But mm-hmm. everyone, was, everyone was sitting around and said, "Hey, Matt," or someone said, "Hey, Matt, what do you uh, what do you miss most now that you're vegan?" And then the, the same uncle who I mentioned in this original blog post, um, he said. Oh, he, he kind of yelled. He said, oh, I know, real food. And <laughs> everyone had a little laugh and then, uh, you know, went on. And so it was it – was, uh, Is this the same uncle that has offered you a piece of lettuce for dinner? Exactly, the same uncle, same <laughs> location, same table. Or he offered that and said, hey, Matt, here's your dinner. He likes to make a big uh, a big scene of, of that stuff. But yeah. whatever. It is what it is. I, I don't – it doesn't bother me anymore. You know, I've just – I've learned to deal with it. So in this case, I just I just kind of – chuckled for a second and then went on and said the serious answer which was that i missed traveling can't kind of can't quite immerse yourself in the local culture uh say if you were to go to italy not on a vegan italy tour but go to italy mm-hmm. you can't quite do it the way italians do you'd have to kind of have modified version right so that was my serious answer and uh i don't know i think it gets i think it gets across the point that the joke is okay but you know, here's the serious answer. I don't know. I, that's kind of how I tend to deal with that stuff. Yeah, yeah. My The one that, and this is kind of uh, one of my points here, but one that I'm hearing a lot is people tempting me. So it's not really a joke, but it's kind of like a, <laughs> right. it's like a, you know, what would it take for you to eat this cheese pizza? You know, like, yep. like, like what, you know, what, what could I do to get you to eat this pizza? I mean, like, why does that matter? Like, why would someone want to tempt you like that? It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I can appreciate that. I like a thought experiment type thing, like just what, wondering what, how far, you know, what would it take? But who knows? I, I don't know. It's, I guess it's, I guess it's weird enough that it is fascinating to people that you're choosing not to eat this otherwise normal food. Uh, but whatever. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah, you know, along those same lines, uh, but on a more positive note, I, I, I found that more people can relate in some way to this diet than. Than I had originally thought. You know, most people either know someone that's a vegan, or they've had a stint as a vegetarian when they were younger, or maybe they are gluten free or paleo or something like that. And, and they can, you know, when when I tell them that I'm vegan, I find that a lot of people can relate in some way to having a, you know, a, a restricted diet, um, and or a non unique diet, or sorry, a non traditional <laughs> diet. I should right. I should say. Um, you know, and 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 once they start relating, then it kind of eases the tension a little bit. So there's always going to be the people who are cracking jokes, but I found that a lot more people can relate to the diet than than I originally thought. Right, and that's probably way more true now than it was even ten years ago. Just now, yeah. I mean, you know, vegan has really exploded. Um, 
as has paleo, and as I've pointed out before, I don't think paleo and vegan are that different aside from the ethical stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both about eating whole foods, and they a lot of the foods are really similar. So that that probably helps with people being able to relate. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely have noticed that exact same thing. And let's see. So another one for me. This is this one was actually one that I probably would have gone vegan earlier had I known this, and it was that giving up cheese isn't nearly as hard as it seems. Mm, mm-hmm. Because this, more than meat, really, when I talk to people who, who want to go vegan, they say, but I could never give up cheese. They say, I, I just can't imagine giving up the cheese. Even people who have done given up meat, they, they, they've made it over that hurdle, and they, they understand what that was. But they think the thought of not eating cheese anymore is unbearable. They just can't imagine doing that. <laughs> and uh, I was kind of the same way. I, I delayed going vegan for a long time because I just kept eating cheese pizza. That was like one thing that was still in my diet and I didn't want to give it up. Now and then I would have some cheese with wine or something with my wife Erin and I just didn't want to give that up. But I finally kind of got ethically motivated to really do it all the way. And really as soon as I as soon as I drew the line and said this is it, it was not really hard. I mean it was I guess there were moments when I missed it, but it was never like I just craved it and had to right. eat the cheese. It was just, you know, I had decided not to do it and and I was done once I decided and I also realized that uh, that dia cheese or daya cheese, whatever you want to call it, I, I hated that stuff. I didn't like it at all compared to regular cheese, but I got used to it. I just it just over time I started to have that on pizza, and it would be fine. I have not used very much of it, but I just kind of did a little bit and started to actually enjoy the taste of it. And recently, I've had these cheeses from uh, Miyoko Shinner, who was on our Italy tour. And they just totally opened my eyes that that cheese can be vegan cheese can be just like real cheese. Uh, it, it, I can think of it now as just another variety of of cheese, not necessarily one that's different from the others, just a just a different type of cheese. Uh, so it, it's it's becoming even easier. But but even when I did it, was not a hard thing to give up the cheese. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think most people who start as vegetarians and go vegan have that struggle because cheese is just such a you know, one of those things that we just think that we love so much. You know, people are so passionate about cheese and on pizza. Now, pizza has always been my favorite food ever since I was a little kid. You know, my favorite meal is always pizza. And I thought that going vegan would ruin that for me. But it isn't. You know, I still love pizza. And I just yeah. have pizza without any cheese, you know, without any fake cheese. Or or I'll use some sort of diet or, or other fake cheese. Yeah. Um, and it's still delicious. It's still great. It is. Yeah, I've, I've gotten used to the, to the fact, I mean, to the point where, it's exactly the same thing now as eating pizza used to be mm-hmm. then. You know, it's different yeah. food, but it tastes, I don't know, the experience for me of eating pizza is just as good as it always was. Uh, even if side by side, I might think the other one was better still. I've, I've forgotten that. And they're, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's eating pizza, like you said. Last night I got home from that, from that run at like 1 o'clock in the morning, and I was hungry. I was really hungry, and we had some leftover pizza in the fridge. I scarfed it down. It was just as satisfied, satisfying as it, ha- as it would have been had I had cheese on there. There you go. They say that's a good weight loss tip also is eating pizza <laughs> as soon as you get home at 1 a.m. Yeah. Uh, no matter what you've been doing. Actually, you ran, so you're you're good. Yeah, I'd been running for a long time. I didn't have dinner, you know. It's like, I was that's, hungry. That's, Man's got to eat, you know. That's, you said you ran 15 miles? Yeah. Okay. Then you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. You know, actually, kind of on that on that same line, um, one of mine that I have is that that – Vegan junk food is just as fulfilling as, or as, you know, it, it fulfills your impulses and your cravings just as much as regular junk food. And you know, that was another kind of thing that I, I try not to eat a lot of junk food. I try to eat a pretty clean diet. But sometimes when you're out, you want you know a, a good greasy 
I don't know, vegan veggie burger or something like that. Uh, and, and you can still get those and they're still really good. Um, and, yeah. you know, when you're at the baseball game or out on a late night or something like that, you know, you can, you can still get that junk food and it still tastes pretty good. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's something else that has come a long way in the past 10 years, I think. I mean, you could always just go get French fries and that would be the same thing. It's delicious. And if you're craving something, if you, if you're worried about cravings, know that you can always just go eat a whole plate of french fries and you'll be full and <laughs> taste the grease and salt and like it's not it's not meat it's not cheese i know but it it, it does the job of filling you up and satisfying a lot of cravings right uh, but you're right now especially now with the different stuff there is the the veggie burgers veggie dogs there's so much vegan junk food out there and not not all that stuff is junk food by the way i should say but any variety of junk food you want you can find a vegan version of it nowadays and uh that's also not to say i thought you were going to say with that one that you were surprised to find out that vegan junk food is just as unhealthy as regular junk food is. <laughs> and it, and really, in many ways, it is. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I guess there you might be able to argue that it's slightly better without some animal products in there. But, I mean, still, junk food is junk food. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not, not any better, but it, it does the job of, of making you feel happy sometimes. Yeah. You know, this, this wasn't on my list, but it's true. I, I, it's one thing that... Um, one thing I've noticed and been surprised by is how, how unhealthy you can eat as a vegan, you know. And if you're if you're yeah. not careful, you're just gonna eat. Even though you're eating completely vegan food, you're still eating really non-nutritious, unhealthy yep. food. Exactly. I've I've noticed the exact same thing recently, and have even thought about writing about it. So we'll. Ah, oh, there you go. There, little little secret post coming. <laughs> little you teaser. Heard it here first. Little yep. All right. So um, another one's gonna be the, the subject of our next podcast episode, actually, and that's that that being vegan doesn't have to be more expensive, but Often it will be. And mm-hmm. what our podcast is going to be about is about how not to make it expensive. Um, but the point with this one was that, like, you really don't – if you do the math, if you look at the cost of food, even the cost per calorie, uh, you can you can eat vegan for no more expensive than, than eating an omnivorous normal diet um, because, you know, the meat and cheese, they're very expensive foods. And compared to, I don't know, lentils or, or grains, which – I guess a typical vegetarian or vegan probably eats more of than than um, an omnivore does. You know, you can you can get a lot of those calories for way way cheaper. Right. What happens though is that I just I, I don't know I don't know what it's about going vegan, but for me it started leading me down this path of wanting whole foods, both the actual whole foods and wanting to go to whole foods, <laughs> and wanting to buy organic uh-huh. and wanting to buy all this fancy stuff. And suddenly my grocery bill did become more expensive than it used to be. Yeah. So it wasn't the going vegan part that did that, but but that's kind of the path it took me down. So that's that's why I said it doesn't have to be more expensive. Probably will be. Yeah, yeah. It definitely. I think you're right about that. It uh, on the surface level, it should be cheaper, right? You know, in many ways, right? Uh, but then you want to spice things up, or you know, start cooking something a little more interesting, or there's all these. You know, like if you use the Oshiglo's cookbook, which we love, you know, it just calls for a lot of things that are expensive. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, and it's, and that's another thing. If you are starting to use more of the processed and prepared vegan foods, then it's really expensive. Like, it, like you know, example, it would be um, veggie, a good veggie dog or veggie sausage right. is going to probably cost you way more than regular hot dogs cost you. Um, same with same with veggie burgers if you're trying to get good ones. So. Or the if you're, more, if you're the drinking more you, a lot of like uh, almond milk or something like that, it's more expensive than regular milk. 
Yeah, I think it is. But then you've got to also think you probably go out to eat way less once you're vegan, mm. depending where you live. But uh, that's you know that's a huge part of people's food expenditure is going out to eat for a lot of people. Right. And when that gets slashed because now you can't really go out to eat anymore, that's that's a pretty big deal. Uh, so there are there are lots of I don't know the the argument could go on for a long time. But for me, this was my experience. It doesn't have to be more expensive. Ended up being a little bit more expensive just because I went further and further along the healthy food thing and started to buy organic and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, talking about restaurants and going out to eat, rest, I, I, what I've found and what I've been surprised by is how accommodating restaurants can be. How, how even when you're not – I know Asheville has more vegan food on the menu than a lot of places, but even when you're not in Asheville, you can, you can make stuff work at, at most restaurants. And, uh, and that's, that was kind of surprising to me that it, was, it, was, it would be easier to go out than I, than I thought it was. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think I sort of took the easy way out and actually moved to Asheville when I went <laughs> vegan. Like we we didn't stick around in Maryland for very long once we went vegan, and that kind of was a motivator. Uh, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't so much that we moved so that we could eat food, but I don't know. I I did a little bit of traveling for for work stuff. I actually went to some conferences in Portland and Austin, and just kind of like was amazed at how much food there was that you could have. So it was very easy just to say, okay, let's let's move here and we can we can eat this way. But I think I think you're right. I think once you once you do have to give it a try and, and if you actually learn how to do it, which I really didn't, I just I don't know, found it easier to, to and more exciting to move somewhere else. Uh, I think I think you can find plenty of restaurants, even the ones that aren't ostensibly vegan friendly restaurants, where you you'll get to you know, by just going and trying, you'll figure out that this particular place is very accommodating and will make you a pretty decent thing that's vegan. Um, so I think I think you're right. You can you can definitely learn that which ones are, and I think probably more are than uh, than most people realize. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't have to be the Indian restaurant, right. uh, which is which is where I'm going tonight actually because it's it's <laughs> where we eat vegan out Bel Air, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably delicious and, and good. It is delicious. Yeah. All right. So um, speaking of food. One thing that I this this has been difficult for me to accept, but that most of your meals will become one dish wonders. Mm. And what I mean here is that you're getting rid of the the whole like you have a have a main dish and a side dish and a vegetable dish. For me, once I went even once I went vegetarian, it just started becoming that I could fit my dinner in one bowl and it was one dish where basically every bite of the meal is kind of the same because it's a you know, rice mixed with vegetables and some sort of, I don't know, maybe a, a legume of some kind. And I mean, there are plenty of good and fancy things like this, but it's kind of, it's just a different style of eating. It's not, it's not the food culture. I don't know. I used to watch Food Network and be all into that stuff. And I don't know. It was kind of cool. You could have all these different pieces on the plate. And I guess you can still do that with vegan, but for some reason, out of convenience, it just becomes really easy and simple to make these stews or, rice dishes or pasta dishes, whatever they are, but it's just one big thing on your plate and you eat it with a fork. You don't even need a knife usually. You could get rid of your knives, I think, once you go yeah, vegan. It's true. Um, you just don't need them. So that's that was kind of um, – that's been disappointing to me. I, I wish I, – I used to really like cooking a lot, and I'm, I'm actually kind of coming back. This Italy trip really did inspire me to uh, try to you know do some good cooking again. But – I, my cooking has never been the same as far as like my interest in it and, and the amount of the excitement I have for going to the store to get some really good ingredients to make a really good meal. That has definitely fallen off since I went vegetarian and then vegan. 
Uh, but a lot of people have had the exact opposite experience. A lot of people who I talk to and tell that, they say they they were completely different because for them they didn't get into cooking until they went vegan and vegetarian when that, that forced them to start to make their own food and they discovered that they could actually you know make some interesting things and started to love cooking that way. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that we, we have these pasta bowls, so they're like bowls, but they have a flat bottom. And uh, I would say that 95% of our meals are eaten out of that pasta bowl because they're all just one dish. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean it's not, it's it's it, the vegan to me is is a very uh, simple lifestyle, and it can be you can go the opposite way. You can get it into be very full of frills lifestyle as well. But uh, if you were a monk and you wanted to just have one bowl and one utensil, vegan would be the way to do it. It just you can I don't know it it fits very nicely with that simple attitude. Yeah, absolutely. So All right. my next one is. Is something that if, if you haven't heard this before um, now, if you haven't heard this on the podcast because we talk about it a lot, then you probably need to listen to some older podcasts. Uh, but I guess I didn't really, maybe I'd heard it, but it didn't really sink in. And that's that you don't, that I wish I had known that you don't really have to go 100% vegan when you say you're you're transitioning to a vegan, right? So what I did is I did the, the at-home vegan and that was a mm-hmm. perfect step for me. It took away a lot of the pressure and the, um, you know, the concerns that that I had, and got me used to being vegan. We were we did that for a long time in DC before I went fully vegan. And um, I wish when I was vegetarian and considering going vegan, but it just seemed like way too much. I wish that someone had encouraged me to take that step, that smaller step, um, towards going vegan. But I'm not 100. percent I wish someone had encouraged me to do that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about that stuff a lot because we both like that that way of changing, whether it's that or whether it's drawing a different type of line. But that's that's a particularly, I don't know, one that just works really well. Um, and I guess a lot of people would wonder, why do you need a line at all? Why couldn't you just say, I'm just going to be mostly vegan? And uh, I find when I do that, it's sort of this slippery slope and I end up just not being mostly vegan at all if I were to say I was going to be mostly yeah. vegan. But if you actually do have this, this concrete line that says when I'm at my house, I'm going to eat vegan when I'm out – I'm not, or I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that definitely helps me with making changes as well, and and things like that. You know, that, and that's what Meatless Monday is about. It's it's a sure. line in the sand that says, "Here's when you're vegetarian, and here's when you don't have to be." Uh, yeah, definitely, very very good transition steps for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, so then mine mine take a turn to become more serious. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, one definitely is is that. No matter how much you try to not make it a big deal, it's still going to be a big deal. And this this is kind of what we talked about with the jokes. Um, it it's it's more than that. I mean, you can you can do this and say that that it's not going to define you, and it's not going to be your lifestyle. It's just your diet. Uh, that that's possible. It's possible that you can you can do that, and maybe you won't you won't care about buying leather. You'll still do that. You don't care about down pillows. You still do that. I mean, you can you can kind of keep it you know confined to your diet but even then it's just it's a big thing it's it's a big thing when people find out about it they they look at you differently think of you differently a lot of people do um in in some cases that is a good thing they they probably have a respect for you or an admiration for you um and in some cases it's probably it's probably that they that they makes them dislike you and i it's it's hard for me to think about how many people, you know, like sort of casual friends that I may have had, um, what what they might think of me 
now that just have never really voiced it because I don't, I don't like people not liking me, you know, or, or thinking <laughs> badly of me. No one likes that. And I'm, I've always tried to be someone who is so laid back about things, non-confrontational. Uh, and that, that is kind of where this my approach to veganism with, with not being confrontational, not being pushy, um, that's where that came from. I mean, I, it couldn't be any other way for me. But it's hard for me to think about that still there are probably people who, who when they found out about that, thought, um, you know, well, I don't, I don't like him anymore because of that. Or, or that, that makes me a weirdo or freak in their eyes. And, you know, that, it's just how it is. And I'm, I'm fine with it. But uh, it's, it's a big thing. I mean, it just it happens. I think I have less dinners and things with friends than I used to mm-hmm. because, I don't know, we always, we always figured when we went vegetarian and then vegan – that because we were so laid back about it, it would always be easy to still get together with friends. We'd bring a dish or we'd make a nice vegan meal for people. But I don't know. I mean, I feel like we definitely have had way less dinner invitations since we've become vegan. And I think that's because even even the friends who are into it and think it's cool are sort of intimidated like to cook. And, and it's like, how do, you, how do you cook in this different way that you're totally not used to? And I, I get that. If someone had asked me to cook a vegan meal before I was vegan – I really wouldn't know what to do, or if before I was vegetarian, especially, I would I, I would know how to put one together, but I would kind of wonder if it was being judged as not not a high quality one because I didn't <laughs> didn't know how it's doing. You know, so I I get it, I totally understand, but uh, it's a big deal. That's that's what it is. I mean, you can you can make it try to not be a big deal, but it it is one. Yeah, I think you're I think you're totally right, and and I think you hit the nail on the head. Is that I think most people, or not most people, but you are going to get less invitations to to go to dinner and and people are going to be more concerned about inviting you over and that kind of thing and that's not because they don't like you but it's because it you know they just don't know what to do with you i think yeah <laughs> right <laughs> go stand in this corner and eat your tofu <laughs> yeah yeah um you know and that kind of one of the ones that that i have here is is that parties uh, are are a little more uncomfortable and, and are a little more difficult than um, than I than I thought they would be. And and of course you can do things to make it easier. You know, I have I have here that eating eating a sandwich in the car on the way to a party is is not as bad as as I thought it would be. But you know, but it, <laughs> but it is you know it is kind of like you show up and, and you might not want the food, right? It might not look all that good, but you you want to be a part of of your group of friends or your community or whatever, wherever you're going. Um, yeah. and, and, and I think for me, I feel a little bit like I'm missing out in some ways because of that. Yeah, I get that. And, and uh, the flip side of that is there was that sort of unexpected health benefit for me as well. That just the, the number of times you make an alternate plan. And if you're going, I don't know, to wing night at the bar and you're meeting your friends there, you eat something else ahead of time. And when you're planning something yourself and eating a meal at home, Generally, you're going to pick something that's way healthier than than yeah. a meal that you're not making at home. So the party food, like you said, eating the sandwich on the way. Chances are that ch- that sandwich you're eating is a billion times healthier than sure. the party food that's there. And I think it does add up. I think it's a lot of things. And when when you're even if you're someone who eats fairly healthily, but twenty times a year you go to parties and eat that junk food. If that becomes five times a year that you're eating that food, I think that's that's a significant reduction in in how often you're getting that stimulation of of junk food, and I think it really does go a, a long way towards kind of changing your taste buds over time. So yeah. that was an unexpected thing, but but you're right there. It's just that kind of missing out on the real experience. I, I miss that too, and that's that's what I said about the travel thing earlier. Mm-hmm. That I, I don't like, you know, I don't like feeling like there's this 
experience that everyone is having and sharing and that I'm having some different experience because I, you know, ha- have this I'm choosing to. But it's it's for a reason. It's not like it's it's uh, I'm just randomly trying to be different. So, right. You know. Right, absolutely. And and it's a sacrifice that that I don't feel bad about making at all, you know, because I, I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it for all these other reasons um, right. that, that I'm yep. that I'm excited and passionate about. So, I'm gonna keep saying it is what it is after each one of these things that we, that we say. <laughs> so it is what it is. It is what it is. That's right. All right. So my next one, um, and and getting near the end here for for the ones that I want to share. And by the way, if you want to read the whole thing, it's it's nomadathlete.com slash wish i knew vegan and they have dashes much easier would be to google no meat athlete things i wish i knew before i went vegan uh we'll also put the link in the show notes of course uh but on a more positive note i have that you will be pleasantly surprised who your biggest supporters are Mm. and uh that's that was a really neat thing for me because you don't you don't expect that i don't know i didn't really expect that there would be a, a mix of different reactions like i said some people probably or certainly uh don't don't like the decision look down on it probably don't tell you this for the most part but the opposite of that is that you have certain people who you're surprised at how um supportive they are and how much they're kind of embracing it how much they go out of their way to make sure when they're with you that there's like if they're hosting a family party they they make absolutely sure that there's an option for you Mm -hmm. um they're curious about it they ask you about things they're you can tell they're they're interested for themselves and wondering how they might do it that was really neat for me because there's, there's people who you wouldn't necessarily expect who who just uh, you know take an interest and they feel like it, they feel like they you feel like they love that you made this decision and they're all for it even if it's not for them yet or ever uh, I, I just I don't know it's kind of cool to see that kind of uh, that, that these people sort of change in your eyes because of uh, how how on board they are with with your decision yeah yeah I completely agree uh, that's a, that's a fun one that that yeah. It is, it is what, what it is. is. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. You got any more, Doug? I got. Go? I got one more. Final one. And, okay. Me too. All right. It's uh. It's that this diet and this lifestyle connect with you, connect you with an entirely new group of people that you might not have expected to be connected with. I like that one. I had someone one very similar to that. Definitely. Yeah. Um. Are you you find that's an online thing mostly or or offline? Both. I think. Uh. You know. Partly online, in part because of of no meat athlete in this podcast um but you know in general and and it's just it's like it's like when you become a runner or you become a marathoner and then all of a sudden you you meet other people who are marathoners and you have this instant bond yeah right right you know it's kind of the same way um with with, as being a vegan you know all of a sudden you you have this instant bond with people and you end up getting to know them and and some of my closest friends now i've met because of of going vegetarian or going vegan and and I think that's pretty neat. It's kind of you're connected with this group of people that I probably would have never known or never reached out to otherwise. Right. So I have to ask, am I one of those closest friends? Am I included in there? Is yeah, that... absolutely. Of course you are. You know, uh, and, uh, you know and, and of course we never would have, would have met had I not started to go vegetarian. And, and my now wife forwarded me the, the, your, your blog. And I was like, oh, this guy's kind of neat. Oh, is that right? She forwarded? Okay, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, and she has a birthday party coming up, which I will be attending. That's right. And, and, and I, as I always like to do this, is, can we open the invitation up to everybody? <laughs> to, to <laughs> yeah, just uh, we'll be on the French Broad River. You can just look for us somewhere around there. <laughs> okay, good. So if, if you're listening to this podcast, come out to the river 
and float with us. <laughs> and float with us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my last one. And so I, one more thing. I think what's neat about that for me was that before you're involved in this community, you don't see you don't see vegan people or vegetarian people. You don't really like you don't go to those restaurants. So and you don't look for those meetups and you don't read those blogs so like it's not clear that there is this huge group of people that are really into that right um same with running i mean you don't really see that it's not a visible thing i guess running you might see some runners but it's it's not that visible until you're part of it and then and probably with any interest there's there's a group of people who are into it um it's that and that's that's wonderful that now especially because of the internet there's there's so many ways to connect with people uh who are who have the same interests as you do or the same, um, you know, the same values as you do. But uh, my my last one is along those exact same lines, and of course, it's that you don't have to get weirder when you go vegan, but you will. <laughs> and uh, this is sort of like the the food thing I mentioned, where you kind of go down this path towards buying organic and buying all these whole foods, shopping at Whole Foods. With the weirder thing, that happens too. You start going to vegan potlucks. You start associating with people who are vegan. I mean, people can deny this up and down, that, that vegan is is weird. They can say that it's not weird. But it is. I mean, people who, by and large, if you just look at all the vegans in the world and all the regular, I shouldn't even say regular, all the non-vegans <laughs> in the world, uh, I think I think it would be almost unanimous. I don't know. If, if you could do a sort of a double-blind study here where you didn't know which group was vegan and which ones were the, the vegans are the ones who are out there they they uh-huh. do crazy stuff uh-huh. they try they're willing to try different things they're probably more adventurous um you mean you, know, you mean fruit festivals are, are weird <laughs> exactly fruit festivals are weird health food stores are weird they smell weird people who work <laughs> at the at the at them are weird they don't they don't like women don't dye their hair i've noticed so it's like a lot of more gray hair <laughs> on younger people and it just it's just it, natural, sure, but the way most people view weird, I think it's weird, and I'm I'm proud to be part of that weirdness. I'm not not knocking it. I'm I'm a card carrying member of it. Um, <laughs> but but I've definitely gotten weirder since I went vegan. I I I do more things. I don't I don't care as much what people think. I you know you'll you'll get weirder. That's what happens. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, it not, uh, it is what it is. It it's because of this diet that, that both of us quit our jobs and and are now. In non-traditional career paths, exactly. And I mean, I went more minimalist once I once I went vegan. Started throwing away things, moved away to a sort of a city that people consider weird, the cesspool of sin. It's known as in North Carolina. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it just happens, and and it's cool. I'm not like I said, not not dissing it at all. I'm happy to be a part of it. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> we, we say that a lot of times. Well, you said we had to say that all the time. Okay, now we did. Yeah. All right. So that's our episode. It is what it is. Hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, it's what we wish we knew before we went vegan. Not because we we regret the decision by any means. Because uh, if I regretted it, I would just I would just go back. Right. But uh, knowing these things, I, you know, would have would have prepared me a little bit better. And hopefully, if there's someone out there listening to this, then then I hope that it will have prepared you a little bit better. Um, but I, I do hope that the message has gotten across. I, don't, I hope there aren't potential vegans who listen to this and say, "Well, I'm not going to go vegan now because I don't want um, people to make jokes all the time." You know, I hope I hope you get the message that this has been a very, very positive thing for us. Um, certainly, one of the, one of the most positive things in my life ever. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. by by no means is this a, a, a regretful post. 
Yeah, and I think that, I mean, it it's reflected in, in what we chose here, but when I was thinking through these to write down for, for this episode, um, you know, all almost every single one was, was positive, was a surprise, because we worry so much before we go vegan. We worry about all these terrible things that are going to happen, and most of those turn out not to be true, and all these really positive things end up getting introduced into your life, uh, which is great. So Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, this has been fun. Um, we've got a new episode coming up soon. It'll be our last one from from the road, and then we'll be reunited, Doug. Reunited. Be- and we're almost at 100 episodes. What are we going to do for our 100th episode? Uh, I don't know. You can come over to my house. We can sit at the table, and we could, we could just record an episode. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it easy, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. All right.